Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Pete. And I am the potentially soon-to-be-rejected Diane. All right, that sounds interesting. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what is coming up this week. Why would you be potentially rejected? Did I do something? Nope. Nothing to do with you. All right, so what is this? Uh, What's been on my mind and what we've been busy doing at uh, school is submitting a paper to a journal. Uh, So one of the very first projects that I did uh, as a PhD at York, and I did it with some master's students, uh, we finally gotten all the results written up, put together a nice paper, and submitted it to a journal. And uh, now the journal has, it takes them about one month Mm -hmm. to get some other professors that are familiar with our field to read over our paper and decide if it merits being published in the journal or if they're going to reject us and tell us to go elsewhere. All right, so I guess we'll look forward to updates on that. Yeah. You said, you said a month? Yeah, it could take a while. So it could take a few episodes before we get to that, but yep. that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of really exciting that you're putting your work out there and also a little terrifying because you're like, oh. Yeah, so have you published anything before? Uh, yes, I have, uh, but it's been all kind of as like a co-author or kind of second in command to the study. Right. Um, so I've either come in, I've either done work like to the side, working on the methods for a paper, or I have um, come into a project sort of later in the game to just finish up a couple of things. But this is the first project that start to finish has been mine and I've been involved. So. That's excellent. Yeah, so it's a little bit more scary. So if it does get published, can I uh, take it and turn it into a hardcover book for you and like put it into our bookshelf? (gasps) That would be nice. It is only, like, I don't know if you've seen a paper, it will be like really thin. It's like maybe with with the figures, it might be like seven pages. All right, so what we'll do is we'll just have that seven pages repeat ten times, (laughs) single-sided, and it'll be a good-looking book, but... Yeah, that'll do it. About 140 pages. Nice. That's a good size. Nice. Yeah, make like, it all wow. like fancy. I did get for one of the papers a review paper that I published with my supervisor. We got a nice like hard copy of just our issue. Yeah. So it was like, you know, like 40 pages and it was our article with others as it appears in yeah. print. So doing something like that would be nice. Okay. Maybe if it happens. No, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, if it doesn't get published, we can publish it ourselves. Oh, and nice. There you go. <laughs> like, now you are not rejected. Uh, so, we, yeah, we're kind of talking about what's been going on in our week. Is there anything else mm-hmm. you want to sort of talk about? Uh, another fun thing that happened is mom and I went to Stars on Ice, Ooh. Uh, which was actually my brother and his girlfriend's idea. I think predominantly his girlfriend's idea. And this was a gift Um, to your mom for her birthday? Yeah, for her birthday. And it also happened to be close to Mother's Day. So that kind of worked out too. Um, And I'd always heard about it. And I love to watch figure skating. And I know most of the figure skaters, especially in years past, I probably paid attention more to them. Um, And they do like a show at the ACC where the Leafs play and it's just kind of fun entertainment. You get to see all these great skaters, um, but never gone. So I got to go with mom this year and it was a lot of fun and I was way more excited than I thought I would be. It was just really cool to be sitting there and being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to see Patrick Chan. (laughs) Yeah. And you were saying you saw some classic figure skaters there too, right? Yeah. Elvis Stoiko, Kurt Browning. Like these are big Canadian figure skating names. Yeah. Johnny 
Rochette. There's like world titles, Olympic medals that these people have won. It's pretty cool. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's that's cool that you uh, inserted a mom story because we're going to later on in the episode, we're going to at least share a good mom story in honor of Mother's Day today. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things in my week. Uh, since you're talking about, I guess, your interests, I'll, I'll share one of mine. I've been playing this game called Sleeping Dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually an older game that was on the PS3, but I just bought the remastered version for PS4. It's about, I think, $10 or $12 on sale. So mm-hmm. I gave that a go. And uh, it's still amazing. It's such a good game. It's a really interesting it's a, investigating, I guess, the triad uh, crime uh, in uh, Hong Kong. Okay. And they've done a really interesting job of portraying Hong Kong. It's a really cool world. And I didn't ever think I would be interested in that area, but the storytelling is done so well. Your protagonist is sort of going as a undercover cop. And he's uh, working with uh, the triads. He's, I guess, uh, going undercover as a triad person. And the thing about working with the triads is they have this family value kind of thing. So he starts developing very personal relationships with the triad. So it becomes a conflict of doing the right thing as a police officer, but also protecting the family. Mm-hmm. And it's, and the conflict gets really interesting. Very cool game. I recommend that. Cool. Uh, another thing, I remember in our last episode, I was trying to remember what it was that we forgot for our weekly segment. Oh, yeah. And okay. I remembered what it was now. Uh, we watched the movie Sisters yes. with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Yes. We're big fans of them. Very fun. Um, and I thought we could talk about that a little bit. That sounds good. Also, it will lead into the topic of the show. We're going to talk about romantic comedies. Yes. But first, Sisters, what did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it was raunchier than I thought it would be, oh, yeah. I'll say. Um, but not, like, I feel like some movies go raunchy and it gets really gross. And this oh, yeah. was this was manageable raunchy. And just... Um, I guess so, some... except for one scene. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of... And it was just a lot of fun. And I don't know if they, like, ad-libbed or improv some scenes. Oh, probably. And just worked with that. Probably a lot. Um, but a lot of fun. Uh, laughed a lot, um, and just just kind of a fun little fun little movie. Yeah, it actually surprised me because usually with comedies now, if you see the trailer, you've basically seen the movie, and mm-hmm. th- and it actually surprised me when we were watching it. Yes, I had the same reaction. I was like, wow, especially Tina Fey, like she was such a uh, she was just so rude. Her yeah. language was just so, so bad. And I was like, wow, I never expected her to be like that. Uh-huh. Um, there was definitely some great funny scenes, but this was not a family-friendly movie. This is definitely for the adults. Yep. Do not bring your kids to watch yep. this one. Um, but that's sort of it. That the, It's basically about the idea of, uh, I guess, getting older and trying to recapture your youth. Yes, and transitioning to that, to that adulthood. Yeah. A little bit. And, you know, letting go of the past. Yeah. Like kind of moving forward. Or maybe how that past. stuff doesn't go away also. Yeah, that's true too. They sort of carry it along with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, very funny though. Very entertaining. I recommend it. So, romantic comedies. Ah, uh, yes. 
we thought we'd start with what we think romantic comedies are. What do you think a romantic comedy is? Does Sisters qualify as a romantic comedy? Maybe a little bit. I don't think it does. But I would not put it in that category with other movies. Because what I was surprised about with Sisters Mm -hmm. is the whole, like, I guess, love plot Mm -hmm. was really thrown to the side. It was barely even part of it. Mm -hmm. It was really about just the sisters. Yeah. Which was cool. That was a nice, refreshing change, actually. Yes, it was. Um, Yeah, so I tend to think of romantic comedies as some kind of funny movie where the main point of focus is a romantic relationship. And does it seem that romantic comedies generally revolve around a female protagonist? Would you say that? Uh, Yes. Include that in the definition? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's male. Okay. Like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I feel like the male was kind of central. Really? Kind of. Is that the Kate Hudson one? Uh, yeah. Because so. she was just as much a main character. That's true. So, so I don't know. <laughs> sure. It's mainly so female. We, so we can't really, can't really define yeah. that. This There's is going to be interesting because we're going to pick our favorites. And this is going to be fun as the male on the podcast. Like, that's not usually a genre of movies that guys like to watch. But I actually picked three. I found three that I liked a lot. Yeah. And when I was thinking about it and I was thinking, what would he pick? I think I know what your list is. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. But well, we'll let you. Maybe we can go into guessing that too. I don't know. I don't know how we would do that though. <laughs> I got them down in front of me. But I am curious like how we would define that because it's such a broad thing to really define like it's a movie where there's a love interest. It's uh-huh. like, yeah, they shoehorn that stuff into everything like the second yes. avengers they were shoehorning this love story between the black widow and hulk and it's like that seems incredibly out of place to me that was a bit odd it was very it was, distracting it was very like secondary story so i wouldn't call that a romantic comedy <laughs> a romantic no, comedy that very much is an action movie yes same thing with deadpool I yeah, because that is that was a very kind different of kind of a love central, relationship. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> that definitely, I would not call that a romantic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you hit off your first one? I'm really curious. So, what would you call? And, um, and are you doing like your very favorite, or is it just you pick three? Ones kind of you like, like top three that I like that I will they, go back and watch. Are they in order? Often, not really. Okay. I don't so think I have a first, second, third. So just three favorites. So yeah. throw one out there. He's just not that into you. <laughs> Is that what we were just talking about with Kate Hudson? No. Oh, no. This is the other one. <laughs> Who's in this one? This one is Justin Long. Oh, yeah. Apple guy. Um, Jennifer Goodwin. Don't know her. Who, she's got like the round face. She's like the main female. Um, Jennifer Aniston, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Connelly, uh, Bradley Cooper, Scarlett Johansson. Okay, I've definitely not seen this movie ever. Drew Barrymore. Oh, really? So why really? do you like it? Um, I think it's just some romantic comedies. I sit there and I'm like, oh, this is, I mean, it's got some funny moments, but not really strong, not really like super enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I like, he's just not that into you. There seems to be, there's a few different stories going on that kind of touch on difficulties in relationships in kind of a humorous way. Uh, and they also throw in, so in the midst of the movie, they'll have little uh, cut scenes and they'll have someone talking about a particular topic. Say someone says, goes on this whole rant about call display. 
And the whole point of her rant about call display is if I want to call a guy 20 times in half an hour, I reserve the right to do that without them being able to screen my calls. Wow. (laughs) And uh, there's two women that talk about breakups Mm -hmm. and they're like, they can, and they're talking about the guys breaking up with them. They're like, they can be so, so like coy, uh, so kind of deceptive about it. They're like, they, they start talking and they make it sound like, like it was your idea. And they go on this little rant about so, how they would, how the guys would do that. Okay, so this is definitely geared towards women, you would say? A women audience? Do you feel like? That? I feel like rom coms in general are geared toward female okay. audiences. Well, I think the three that I'm going to pick are much more gender neutral. Yes. Um, are you done with that one? Um, I think else? so. I don't know. I just, I think it's a book too. Okay. Have you read the book? Uh, no, I have uh, not. I also think it's just list. funny. It's just, yeah, it's just a, he's just not that into you. And it came up in a Sex in the City episode uh, where uh, someone told Miranda, hey, listen, he's just not that into you. It's just a good line. It. It's a good, good title name. Yep. Sure. And no, I enjoy it. The I, way you I described it, it so. makes it sound like something I would not enjoy at all. Oh, no? No. <laughs> uh, I guess maybe not. I don't know. Do you want to try to guess one of mine? Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Absolutely. That's on my list. <sighs> okay. So Forgetting Sarah Marshall, much like uh, I was just saying, as I feel like that, well, that one's definitely a male protagonist. I was just going to say, when we were talking about the female male protagonist, I was like, wait a minute. That's on my list. That's on so, your list, I'm pretty sure. And that is a male protagonist for that sure. That is a male protagonist. And yeah, it's hilarious though. It's just a good comedy. Uh, it's Jason Segal. Uh, sort of getting over, forgetting Sarah Marshall and yep. trying to move on and do his own thing. Um, I don't know how else to describe it except it's hilarious. Yep. Like, it's just a funny movie. Mm-hmm. It has some crude moments too, but nothing too bad. It's not like a, a Judd Apatow movie. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Is that on your list too? I put it down there mm-hmm. because I do enjoy that movie too. It was also That's one right. of the first movies that you and me watched together as a couple. Yeah. Way, way back in the day. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it was I fun. It. Um, I also liked that it was on location in uh, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I thought it really captivated that place well. Mm. It, it made me want to go there. It's yeah, weird. Nice. Even though I probably would not enjoy it at all because it looks like it's always windy there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm not a fan of wind. <laughs> but it's warm wind. Um, what else to say? What I liked about it is it was actually... Uh, there's There's... It seems like there's a formula to rom-coms, which yeah. I'm not a fan of, mm-hmm. where it's always like, uh, it's almost like um, Jane Austen's novel, Pride and Prejudice. Okay. It's like they always take that formula of there's a woman and there's a guy who turns out to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. They don't like each other, but then by the end... They're madly they're, in love and they end up together. They're madly in love and they discover it. And there's usually some kind of a chase where they have to follow them to the airport and do like a grand yes. prof- process of love and, and, and then they're great, perfect, happily ever after. Uh-huh. Um, this one, it was nice that it was just acknowledging that, yeah, you might think you have the perfect relationship with someone, but uh, maybe there's a reason why it ended. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it really treated it in a nice realistic kind of way, like people, whatever, drift apart. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't make it consume your life with misery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he sort of bettered himself Yes. also in order to find someone else. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like when the characters 
kind of improve themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, maybe we'll get into this later, but it bugs me when they do like end up together or something and someone has to sacrifice yeah. something big and not always, usually sometimes it's the woman and she has mm-hmm. to, you know, not go to school anymore or not, yeah. not, What's that about? not continue with her dream job. And I'm like, well, why, why, why can't, why can't the guy partake in this? Yep. What's with that? Or why can't both? Yeah. Or why can't they meet in the middle? Why? What is this? Yeah. 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 And basically in those movies, like you almost feel like there's an after story. Like the movie ends with happily ever after. But mm-hmm. uh, is there resentment then? Yeah. Because it's like for the rest of the movies, like I gave up everything for you. Mm-hmm. And now I have nothing. Yes. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yours. Uh, okay, so Forgetting Sarah Marshall was one that I had on my list. Another one I had is called Two Night Stand. Okay. It's something I found on Netflix. I tend to find of lots of cool um, romantic comedies that don't follow the mold yeah. um, on Netflix. Um, so I thought this one was really well written. Um, the two characters kind of have this good like kind of banter back and forth and it's smart and uses you know words vocabulary um and it's basically about a girl who goes on a supposed one night stand and gets stuck in this guy's apartment because there's a giant snowstorm Mm -hmm. um and they kind of they kind of have a fight the like morning after and she kind of storms out and insults him and then realizes she's stuck in the apartment building because the snow is oh. like six feet high and she can't get out and go back to her home. Mm. So she's then stuck with him. Um, yeah. So they kind of end up spending the day together, gradually getting to know each other, realizing that they were in bad relationships before. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's entertaining. So it gets a bit of that uh, formula mm-hmm. where they don't like each other, but then like each other in the end. But yep. uh, the twist, I guess, is there's also growth. Yes, a little bit. I feel like there's a little bit of growth, okay. a little bit of like realization of yeah, there could be someone better out there than who I was with. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Would you like to try to guess another one of mine? Five hundred days of summer. Oh, that's a good one, but I didn't pick that. Ah, okay. That is a good one. <laughs> I thought that might be on there because that's hmm. also one that we watched together yeah. and that we really enjoyed and where they don't end up together. No. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that's a smart one. Well, there's 500 days. Like the title says it. That's not a spoiler. That's good. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe you can talk about that one after. Okay. Um, I was going to pick another Seagull, Jason Seagull movie with the four-year engagement. The five-year engagement. Five-year engagement. Yep. That was also one that I thought you might pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, We've watched that twice now. Yeah, and we love it. <laughs> um, it's a great one to watch if you you know, ever been engaged and are married or whatever. It sort of goes through that reality of uh, sort of that transition. Mm-hmm. What you were talking about earlier where you sort of have to make... Um, uh, what would you say? Compromise. Compromises, yeah. You had to sort of adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, definitely couples first learn this when they move in together. Something I recommend everyone just before maybe married, getting married, because that's where you really start to learn about each other's habits and stuff. And it was a really interesting investigation in that because the guy was totally giving up everything for 
for her. Yeah. He just totally <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> and to comedic value. But also Alison Brie really steals the show in that one. Yes, with a with fake British accent. <laughs> but also the scene with um, the other girl. Emily where Blunt. They, where they have a conversation, a serious conversation about relationships. Yep. With uh, Cookie Monster and Grover Voices, I believe. Yes. Fantastic. Great scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely recommend that one. It's five-year engagement? Five-year engagement. Oh, I thought it was four. I also, well, it particularly struck a chord with me because she is an academic. Yes. And she's trying to find a faculty position. That's which true. are just so hard to find. And I can resonate so much with her difficulty in finding that and in being with someone who supports her work and doing everything that he or she can so that she can mm-hmm. um, be where she wants to be. And this is another one of those movies also that uh, watching it a second time was really exciting because we didn't really know everyone in the movie at first. And then it's like, oh, this the the brother character, Chris Pratt. Yep. We love this guy. And we didn't know who he was before. It's like we had mm-hmm. seen the Lego movie. Lego movie's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we really start to fall in love with, him with uh, Parks and Rec. Yep. And it's like, oh, he's in this movie that we like so much, too. Mm-hmm. It's great. Very cool. A lot of fun. Um, that's my list, although... We'll talk about 500 Days of Summer then. Oh, 500 Days of Summer. I don't... It was a long time that we saw that movie, Um, but it was just kind of an interesting look at relationships. Mm -hmm. He meets a girl named Summer, Um, and the movie is interesting how they put it together because they're showing, like, their blossoming relationship, Yeah, and they portray it as sort of like sunny and wonderful and then they show kind of the negative aspects of the relationship when things are starting to kind of fall apart and they realize they're maybe not the best match for each other and it's like storm clouds and (laughs) yeah and it cuts back and forth between yeah yeah and uh it's one of the more honest ones Mm -hmm. um i remember when yeah i saw that i i really really liked it i thought it really portrayed an honest sort of understanding of that idea of just getting over someone mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing how much you as a human really can portray those two moods where it is one or the other there's not a lot of memories of just ah uh, we just hung out one night and whatever we ate craft dinner like there's not these <laughs> like neutral feelings there's a lot of oh i hate this she was a, a evil ex or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like she ruined my life and all that. And then it's like at the same time, some people only remember the good things about their exes. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I was so perfect. I don't know why we went wrong. It's mm-hmm. like the reality of life is there's goods and there's bads. And and uh, I did like that. I did like how they portrayed it. And yeah, I had a good a good ending. Mm-hmm. I do have an honorable honorable mention. Okay. Uh, Hitch. Oh yeah. Also one that we both enjoy. Um, I don't like it as much as you do. Okay. I like it. Um, I just think, I think it's just, it's fun. It is fun. There's a fantastic Um, scene where, uh, Will Smith's character's face gets all bloated or something from an allergic reaction to seafood. mm -hmm. And he kind of gets loaded on Benadryl. Yeah. And he's trying to sip it when the straws and he's trying to grab it with his tongue. Yeah. (laughs) No one can see you, but you're making the awesome... Mm -hmm. Awesome recreation of that scene. Yes. I wouldn't necessarily. uh, It's kind of an interesting premise where he's trying to help men approach women. That's right. And it kind of backfires on him. 
That was the one thing I didn't like about the movie, though, is I don't yeah. I don't think he was doing anything wrong. No, I don't think so either. I don't know, like the reaction. Jerk that came I felt out. like the reaction of it was just way overblown. Oh, and that okay. was very rom com y, where it was like, mm-hmm. sometimes in these movies, it's like the girl finds out something about the guy and it just totally ruins everything. And yeah. it's like, these ladies need to just like calm down a little <laughs> bit. Like, come on now, get over it. It's not like he murdered anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't be with him anymore. <laughs> well, I have a third. Do you think you can guess it? Uh, no, I think I've mentioned all the ones that I thought you would mention. Well, I'm going to do, I guess I have a bit of a theme here, but I'm going to pick another one with Myla Kunis. Mm. This is Friends with Benefits ah, with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Um, that was one that uh, definitely has all the formulas. Yep. Um, all the tropes and whatever, but I do, and, and it's it's another case of Friends with Benefits. It's been done a million times, but uh, they treated it very honestly, and I think the characters kind of grew in a good way. It kind of has a bit of a cheesy ending, but I liked how they approached the concept of what a relationship needs to be. Mm-hmm. I thought they were very honest about it. And it was just this idea also where it was like they were great friends. Yeah. And that's a great way to found a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put that in contrast to there was another movie that came out that year with Coocher uh, and Portman. Oh, yeah. And that was just horrible. That was so not bad. As good. So bad. <laughs> so it's crazy how much better, like some good writing and some good acting, uh, can do for a movie because they're essentially the same premise, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just executed so well with Friends with Benefits. It's a funny movie, uh, and Timberlake actually quite quite good. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend that one as well. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about the movie we watched yesterday. Oh, yes. Because it's sort of related to that Friends with Benefits theme. Yep. Because they were sort of doing the same thing. But not sleeping together. Right. I guess it was the opposite. Yeah. The movie was called Sleeping with Other People. Yes. And the two main stars were... Jason Sudeikis and... Alison Brie. Alison Brie. Yeah. So we're picking up on a theme here. It's like there's Mm -hmm. only a few people that are in these movies or something. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so the basic premise is they're both a little bit uh, not able to sustain romantic relationships, I guess. Um, and they knew each other, they met each other like once in college, then never saw each other. Twelve years later, they meet each other again. They both realize they're having some issues and they decide to become friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the neat things about it is, yeah, it really was opposite of Friends with Benefits because essentially... They had a sexual attraction, but they would avoid it to preserve their friendship or something. Mm -hmm. And it got a little cheesy near the end how they sort of came together. But it was kind of neat how there was some psychology things going on with like how they'd start calling each other baby. Yeah. And stuff like that. And it started to get a little bit weird and creepy. (laughs) And it's like, Uh yeah, something's going on here. Mm -hmm. Overall, I I didn't really like the movie. What did you think of it? It got like four and a half stars on Netflix. And I don't think it was that good yeah it doesn't really compare with the ones that i was picking um but similar to forgetting sarah marshall i did like how i got to see a lot of new york in it Hmm. like i really like when these these movies sort of pick a setting and you know much like i talked about in previous episodes when the setting becomes a character itself yeah i do i do enjoy that and it was kind of nice to see a new york without uh 
just blatantly going, we're in New York and this is important. New York yes. this, New York that. It was, mm-hmm. I don't think they even mentioned that they were in New York once, but you just knew. Yes. You saw the sites. You well, saw. They talk, yeah. And they talk about Columbia, which is in New York. Yeah. That's. And the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. But it's not. Central Park. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like some places where they'll like show an intersection at like signs, yeah. but they're really not actually filming. No, they're usually filming in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness, that reminds me, yeah, there was this movie called Short Circuit 2. Okay. Uh, and they were pretending it was in New York, mm-hmm. but it was so obviously in Toronto, like you could see Toronto landmarks and stuff. Oh, nice. And they're even like, quick, go down, uh, oh, what did they say? Like Queen Street or Front Street or something. Mm-hmm. So you see the Front Street sign, Queen Street and all that, and it's like, yeah, they're naming Toronto streets too. <laughs> and you can tell it's them. And it's like, yeah, let's go down the Queen's Key. We got a fine short circuit. And nice. they're off on the boardwalk and stuff. And it's oh, like, wow. why didn't you just say it took place in Toronto? Because it's so obviously Toronto. It's hilarious. Nice. Whew. All right. So I have one more mention. Do it. That's actually one that I didn't like. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about movies we don't like. That's a good idea. Uh, yeah, one that comes to mind is one I saw recently, again off Netflix, and it was called, I think, The Longest Ride. Um, and so I didn't know anything about it when I mm-hmm. uh, decided to watch it. Uh, but it's based on a Nicholas Sparks novel, and he did The Notebook, which was funny because as I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, this is a lot like The Notebook. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like Nicholas Sparks has his own formula for romantic relationships where it's kind of two people from different lands or social structures kind of come together and they have to figure out how to be together right um and there was a couple of i mean sometimes i just like watching them because i just like just watching love on screen oh how adorable (laughs) but there are comments like the mother made a dessert and she looks at the girl and she's like don't worry honey it's worth the calories and i'm like was that necessary to throw into the dialogue yeah it's pretty bad like yeah and then the girl another problem i have is the girl was lined up to do this big art internship in New York and she had been working four years at university to do this mm-hmm. and she was she gave up the internship she's like I really want to be with him I gave up the internship oh boy and I'm like Gah. <laughs> I mean in the end it works out well that they both are able to continue their passions but it just felt like she was giving up so much more than he was and he was a rodeo star with a severe previous injury and he should have just quit. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, why was he not doing that when it was in his best interest, health-wise, first of all? Mm-hmm. Why would he just... Uh, I don't know. But he really wants to... It sounds terrible. Like, yeah. And you're like, oh, but it was such a nice little story. And it had um, kind of a story of an old couple mixed into it and how that the story of the old couple helped bring them together. I mean, yeah. so that was sweet. And you're kind of like, oh, but then these like comments or things come up and you're like, oh. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Facepalm. <laughs> For uh, my least favorite, I I would pretty much put in any of them that have that formula. The, mm-hmm. the formula I was talking about earlier where it was, yeah, the, the girl meets the asshole guy and then eventually falls in love or something. I was tr- trying to do a quick IMDB to, to figure it out. It was mostly, I guess, Catherine Hegel movies. Ugly Truth. Oh, okay. Um, what's that one that everyone loves with Gosling? The Notebook? The rain. Yeah. The Notebook. Terrible. 
<laughs> but he's not an asshole. They fall madly in love. and then... I don't know. It's bad. <laughs> it's just so boring. <laughs> like, goddamn. Um, even Titanic. If you want to call that a romantic comedy, I don't know. I don't know if that falls under a romantic comedy. I think that movie would have been so much better without the throwing in of a, I don't know, a non-believable romantic Oh, really? Thing. You're going to have like so many women who are like, how dare you? Please write into us at ordinarydaypodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. It's funny though. I had not seen Titanic um, when it was out and when there was this whole hype. And I'm like, why are people so obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio? He's an actor. Oh, he's great. Whatever. And then That's I... probably his worst movie. And then I watched Titanic and I'm like, oh, I see why they were all obsessed with him at that time. Why? Because he plays this guy who sacrifices himself for so this woman. Cute. I don't know. Or he's like sacrificial and he's just trying to make her life better. Mm. And yeah, maybe it's because he's cute. I don't know. There's another movie that we watched. I believe it was... Oh, there's two of them. There was one... There's Blue Valentine. Okay. And then there's another one a lot like it with uh, Seth Rogen and... Michelle Williams? Was that the same one? Yes. No, two different movies. The second one is um, Take This Waltz or something. Yeah, and both of those movies were complete downers. They were so sad. Hard to watch. (laughs) So hard to watch. So Those are not romantic comedies. Those are probably romantic... uh, Dramas? Drama drama deaths. (laughs) They're horrible. So hard to watch. But I mean, at the same time, I could appreciate them because it's like, again, they're doing what I liked about the good romantic comedies mm-hmm. where they're really realistically looking into what a relationship means and when it goes bad and what you take with that. And mm-hmm. I appreciated that, but man, was that a downer. That was really hard to watch. Yes, it was. And I think we went out, I remember going out for dinner after Take This Waltz and we were both just like, oh man. It's about a marriage was, falling apart. Yeah. And they were so cute. Yeah. Together. And then the I was just part. like, honey, we're, we're okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, we need to go yeah. watch something funny right now. <laughs> yeah, let's go watch some cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about all I can think of for non-favorite. Yes. I, I think the one I picked kind of pinpointed the issues that I have with them. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's go into a different kind of love, and let's talk about a mom story. <gasps> Yay, mom stories. Happy Mom's Day to all you mothers out there. Yes, or people who are mother figures. All right, then. I like, Extend it. Yeah, people who are mother figures. Sometimes I think about, what if someone has two dads? I mean, uh, they're yeah. kind of like the mom and the dad. That's true. I thought you were talking about, like, uh, ladies who have a lot of cats or something. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, you know, aunts who act as mothers or mentors. Sure grandparents why not it's everyone's day yes wrap them all up you are happy motherly day have a mothering person uh so i'll go first um i have lots of great memories with my mom um most recently i would say is we went on a bike ride together and it was the end of last summer um but we had been trying to put this together and of course you know weekends are busy yada yada uh but we finally got out one weekend and my mom's always taking care of me and always looking out for me. Even when I go to say, help her 
help with my grandparents. She's always looking out for me while I'm there and always taking care of me. Uh, So I wanted to make sure for this bike ride that I was covering things. So I brought snacks. I brought a backpack. I brought water. Nice. I knew my my route where I was going. And it was uh, a route that I thought that my mom could bike because I didn't want to make it too strenuous on her. Right. Um, And one that had some really pretty views of the city. Uh, So we went down basically like through near the Rosedale Valley. So really pretty sights. Um, I have a water bottle holder on my bike. She didn't. So I said, throw your water bottle in my backpack. I got this. We're good. Um, Just had a real nice uh, bike ride down to kind of the end of the line Mm -hmm. um, of this trail that I know or this kind of route through the city, uh, which is really nice. We got to the end and mom's like, okay, I think that's enough. (laughs) Can we go back now? I'm like, oh. well, this is the end. This is the end. You made it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so when we, then we went back and I knew there was this little park on the way. So we sat in the park and had a snack. I had a snack for mom. We're just, you know, sitting out in the sun, enjoying our time together. So did she, she enjoy fun. herself? Like, was yeah. it a good, did she notice how much, uh, I guess, planning you'd done for it? Or was it just like, this is, this is nice. I think she was just like, this is nice. And it yeah. wasn't like a ton of planning. It's a route that I take regularly. No, no, but like the snacks yeah. and all that. Like, yeah, but I, I think she was appreciative because I mean, when you're out on a bike for an hour, you're bound to get a little hungry and thirsty. Yeah. So it's good to have like an orange or something. Um, yeah. And oh, what else was I going to say? Yeah. And so I was a bit worried that, you know, she doesn't bike for an hour, an hour and a half at a time. And I thought, like, with the break, it would be okay. And the next day, she's like, no, I'm not sore at all. Good. So it was a good It was a good route. It was a good pace. You plotted it well. I did. So it was just, like, a really enjoyable time with mom where I could I could look out for her a little bit. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you went with recent because I'm going to go with an old, old school story. Ooh, and okay, cool. It's more of a feeling or a snippet or something. Mm-hmm. And what I can say is to all you mothers who are unsure of whether they're doing a good job or what they need to do to be a mother or something. I know it can be really scary at first when you first Mm -hmm. have that kid and it's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. But my earliest memories of, I guess, both of my parents is I didn't really understand or know that we were ever in any strife, like financially, or Mm -hmm. there was a whole lot of things going on, like our house was falling apart or, yeah, we didn't have a lot of money for food the week or whatever, but there's always a sense of comfort. And I definitely got that from my mother. And it was just a simple thing that I sometimes uh, am reminded by is how she used to just uh, sing us to sleep, mm-hmm. which was wonderful. And I don't know if that led to my, maybe that was a partial thing into my musical interest as well, right? Your mom would love to hear that she was influential in well, your there you go. musical Maybe she'll endeavors. listen to this podcast then, but... Um, it wasn't just a musical thing. It was a it was a comforting thing, and yeah, we would sleep to her just sort of singing a song, and tucking us in, and we just sort of knew everything was okay, and it didn't matter if our house was, you know, sweeping in the wind and creaking because it was uh, a little unstable. But uh, we we felt like protected, safe kids, and we I was a very happy kid, very happy kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good job, mom. Yes. Good job, moms. Good job, moms. Moms. Happy Mother's Day, all. Yes. All right. So I think that's about everything. Yeah, we're doing pretty good here. Cool. We're about just just shy of the forty-minute mark. 
Oh, perfect. So uh, we will wrap up now. Mm-hmm. We've already mentioned our email. We also have a website, ordinaryday.ca. Absolutely. And we'd like to thank Field Processor for our music, as always. And info about them can be found at fieldprocessor.com. Absolutely. So we haven't really picked our topic for next time. It'll be a surprise. I'm sure it'll be something amazing. (laughs) Better stay tuned. (laughs) So without further ado, until next time, take Take one one more more for for the the road. road.